Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We again broadcasting today from the Fontenelle booth for the Fontenelle Final Bell here at Husker Harvest Days. It's an interesting day in the markets once again. We're going to talk about harvest yields, a little bit about ethanol. We've got some great listener questions or folks that are in the audience that have already come our way. We will be sharing those with you guys as well. Heather Ramsey joins us. She is with the ARC Group. And I think, first of all, the question immediately is what went on in these markets today? Well, um, as the market has shown us, it's day by day. It's one headline to the next. Um, so yesterday's rally was based was primarily off of Stats Canada's announcement on their wheat and canola issues. And then today we have um, some preliminary harvest numbers that are leaning a little bit lower than what the market was expecting. And so we're seeing the funds actually using this as a buying signal. Now we've all kind of been thinking we need to get through harvest before funds see actual yields and come back in on a buying spree. This was just enough, just enough um, negative numbers between 10 and 40 bushel to the acre less than expected in different parts of the country that the funds got after today. And they've bought several thousand contracts worth of corn. That's trickling over into a little bit of soybeans as well based on that. And then we're seeing wheat up as well. Um, that's follow through from yesterday. So uh, between that and then um, some other like reports coming out, it's just been a little bit more of a positive feel than maybe what we had expected. And the funds are big drivers of that. Well, having said that, Heather, I mean, we have known that the weather has not been conducive to growing crops. So this shouldn't come as a surprise that we're seeing decreased yields in just the very preliminary bits of harvest. Yeah, you know, the farming community is always the first to know when there's a problem. And I kind of hearken back to a couple years ago when we knew it was too wet. And we kept telling everyone, it's too wet. And then it took two months for the market to be like, hey, it's too wet. And so now we're sitting here in the same boat, just in the opposite, you know, opposite side of the, of, of the sector here, saying, hey, it's been too dry and it hasn't been perfect and we haven't gotten enough rains. And now here we are in September and we're finally seeing that come to fruition with harvest. So um, not something that we ourselves should be real surprised on. It's, it's, a, it's a lag, to, it's a time lag type thing. And so that's why we had thought it's going to take more harvest to, to see this. But really these, these first preliminary numbers are shockingly low in some cases. So having said that, as we continue with harvest and we see it start to pick up as it moves northern, are we going to see more, I don't want to call it panic buying of these contracts, but more realization of what's going on? Yeah, when you look at what triggers the funds, they're looking for um, what are the changes in overall U.S. yield. Right now, if the trend continues to be somewhere, you know, 20 to 25 bushel the acre lower is probably the average right now of the early stuff. Now, this is limited data, but still, if we continue to see that move, we're not talking about an overall U.S. yield that's 20 bushels lower, but can it drop below 176? Can it drop down into 170, low 175 territory? And that is what the market and the funds will debate, and that is what will trigger them into whether it's a small buying or big buying. It, it just depends on how low do we think that overall U.S. yield can get. Now, there's many folks hoping that these recent rains we saw in August could be a benefit, though, to the soybeans. Yeah, I think some later season beans definitely could benefit from some of those rains. Um, the one thing in the soybean market is they're not going to be as, um, I mean, if, if, if yield comes down, the market's going to be sensitive. If yield bumps up, that is not as market sensitive because we still have really, really good demand. Um, even with the little bit of um, a cancellation this morning from China, they canceled some U.S. beans, turn around and bottom, into, bottom out of Brazil. 
that is a function of they did not think performance was going to happen immediately and they were looking for immediate delivery. Long term, it still looks like we're going to be the supplier of choice for the time being until that harvest and supply in Brazil hits, which we are months off of seeing that. We, we got to get through planting down there first. So um, beans, not going to be near as a negative reaction if we do see a slight increase, if, if rains really did help things out. So um, I, I'm pretty optimistic that um, we'll have some good opportunities on beans here. Which is good news because we know China has been back in the market. They're back in the market today looking for beans, Heather. Yeah, they're constantly looking, it seems like, <laughs> uh, which is good, really good for us. Um, right now, it, uh, the, the information I was reading is for Chinese crushers of soybeans, the money is still really good. And so that's what we want to see. We want to see margins in China continue to be really, really strong. That keeps them buying U.S. soybeans. Um, that keeps them buying beans for the near term, for immediate, for the next six months, nine months, all of that. So we need that to stick around. So far it is. Um, they continue to ramp up, you know, like feed needs and usage, obviously, as well. And so as long as that stays in a positive direction, we'll see beans continue to move in a positive direction with China as well. So speaking, can we do this again tomorrow or do it in the overnight to keep the momentum going as we get ready to wrap up this week? You know, we we probably could. I don't know if we see anything sensational right now. We really need that big headline to do something sensational. Um, but it sure feels like we've had enough of a pullback and a seasonal correction earlier in the last like three three weeks prior um, that we've really backed off. Uh, it feels like people are looking for a reason to be back in this market, and you're seeing that today, right? This wasn't a huge headline by any means, but it was just enough. And when you have, you know, several thousand contracts getting bought off of a, a minimal headline, I, I think we could see some more some more movement. Yeah. Are we seeing some of the outsides doing some of these contract buys? Um, a little bit. Uh, this is kind of, yeah, it feels like it's kind of your key fund players. Um, we could definitely see some of our outside demand guys start getting after it too for fear that it may get out of control again. And so let's get on it now versus waiting six months down the road and seeing what happens. All right, well, stick around. We do have more coming up as we continue with the Fontenelle final bell from the Fontenelle booth here at Husker Harvest Days. We do have another list, our listener question or viewer question from the folks here in the audience. If anybody is in the audience and has a question, please let Joe know, and we will definitely pass it along. we come back. We're going to talk about corn ethanol production. A question that was brought up yesterday, we're going to talk about once again today. More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle final bell on the Rural Radio Network. Let's get another Fontenelle feature. I'm Joe Gangwish chatting with Dusty Mim. He's a Fontenelle hybrids dealer in the Sutton, Nebraska area. Dusty, what do you enjoy most about working with Fontenelle? Good question, Joe. I love the community aspect of the brand. Um, I love that we're involved in our local communities and our, our schools and, and the things that are important to our growers. And, and that's what I think makes us unique. Dusty, what's the most rewarding aspect of being a Fontenelle dealer? Uh, I think seeing some of the old school thought of that we're neighbors and doing things together. Uh, our dealership has a strong network of growers that communicate a lot together and, and do a lot of things together, whether it's on the farm or leisure and, and understanding and knowing that we can learn from each other. Well, for more on how you can become part of that Fontenelle family, you can contact Dusty Mim in the Sutton area or any one of your local Fontenelle dealers across the state of Nebraska. To find him, just go to Fontenelle.com. 
Welcome back now to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network as we broadcast from the Fontenelle booth here at Husker Harvest Days. I'm Susan Littlefield. Heather Ramsey is joining us today. She is with the ARC Group talking during that commercial break about uh, what's going on with these wheat. Let's look at this new crop wheat and, and what are you seeing? Yeah, we've. Well, I've got several clients. We're watching new crop July 22 wheat. We keep talking about um, seven bucks is like amazing, you know. I mean, you you go through raising wheat for years, and the, the number is not seven. <laughs> it's just not. That's not it. And so we've been talking a lot about what do we do to protect that seven dollar number. How do we lock it in? How do we leave ourselves open? And really, that's some of the same similar strategies we would use for anything, and that's talking about puts and, and putting on floors and how do we protect ourselves. So um, we've been looking at that. Uh, there's definitely good opportunity uh, for sales, too. If you are a bigger wheat grower and you have that capability to make some incremental sales, I think that's always a good idea. Um, there is huge potential potential with an asterisk, obviously, for wheat to climb higher because of what's going on in Canada with their production. There are some production issues in Russia, but then there's also some bright spots, um, places that we look to see good production through this next year. So you kind of have to you take wheat movement with a grain of salt, so to speak, because there are a lot of players of wheat. Wheat is grown all year long around the globe. And so that outlook can change in a heartbeat. Um, so take advantage of it while it's there. I mean, seven bucks, uh, over $7 on the futures is it's just awesome from a Kansas City wheat standpoint. So yeah, trying to figure out how does that work in each one's individual plan and, and just take advantage of that, whether it be through incremental sales or puts, things like that. Good things to think about. A uh, question coming out of the audi- audience is, is the carry in the market trying to tell us anything? Well, Carrie is trying to get it together. <laughs> uh, seasonally, this is the time of year where we see the best carry from Dees to March on corn specifically. So seasonally, this is it. Uh, last week, with the pullback we had prior to our USDA report, was some of the highest carry, biggest carry we'd seen in months. I mean, just months. Um, seeing, we were clearing somewhere between nine and a quarter, nine and a half cents, uh, Dees to March. That's really good um, for for the track record we have in the last twelve months. Is it really good in general? Um, it's questionable. Uh, typically, if we can put some carry back in, then obviously we want to take hedges, we want to roll carry, we want to put it in a bin, haul it later, take advantage of basis later. Uh, as everyone was aware, we went through an inverse last year for uh, at least nine months of, of inverse on the old crop. And so if you had hedges last year, you did not, you don't roll through an inverse. That doesn't make money. Um, so you get that hauled out of the bin ASAP, even if, if it even went in the bin. So right now, I don't know if Carrie is trying to tell us anything per se, other than like, should we store this? Should we roll futes? Uh, should we be protecting in the deferred or should we be protecting in the nearby? And so those are things that we're trying to evaluate for clients as well and figure out, okay, what's going in the bin? What's not? How's it priced? How's it not priced? Can we capture carry? Are we just going out and straight up hedging in the deferred months? What's going on there? Now, I do think um, if we have a supply issue, that tends to bleed away carry. We saw that... Um, we saw that happen last year, obviously, through some Brazil soybean issues. That's kind of what the driver was. So if we have any sort of supply issues, we'll see carry weed away. When markets rally, we lose carry. When markets decline, we typically improve. So um, it, there's a lot up in the air around what carry will look like. 
Um, and I think you have to gauge that completely separate, obviously, from anything else you're doing in the marketing plan. It's one piece at a time. Uh, so it, watching Carrie over the last year, Susan, let's be real, um, our, our MO is like, hey, we hedge in the Deese, and then we rolled a march. And at one point, it was three cents carry and that does not pay the bills to sit grain in the bin so i'm happy that it's come back um, but it's something we all need to be very very aware of what it's paying us to do right now and at that point that's when they need to sit down and really have that conversation with somebody like you or anybody within arc yeah that's correct you know we try to take it uh, case by case you know storage by storage market by market some markets we know we'll have enough basis improvement that maybe a mild carry is acceptable uh, because we're going to have basis improvement that most likely we can take advantage of and make up for that. Other markets, there is no basis improvement happening whatsoever. It's a very stagnant market. And so reality is we should probably just move that. So it is definitely case by case, farmer by farmer. As we get ready to wrap up the Fontenelle Final Bell, corn ethanol production on the mild side right now? Um, yeah, you know, production um, has been a little bit higher. Nothing like too exciting. What's really interesting is stocks continue to drop. Um, so the question is, like, has the driving season just gone on that much longer? You know, what, what's going on here? The demand has continued to be so good. Are we finally exporting some things? Um, you know, so there's a lot of debate around what goes on with ethanol. Right now, the margin is just really good. So we're happy to see margin be good and keep production high. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Uh, definitely check us out online at agrisconsulting.net or give us a call. Uh, any one of us are more than happy to answer any questions anyone might have. All right, that's today's Fontenelle Final Bell. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss, and they're not suitable to all investors. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all their local dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network.